welcome back episode 62 Here yeah we are. we are back woo woo um i think i'm finally maybe over my weird like plague that i had um i don't know i i don't feel sick anymore but i still like wake up kind of congested so honestly who knows maybe i have like a secondary infection i don't want to go to the doctor we'll see <laughs> we'll just like see how things play out you know <laughs> like i'm young i guess like, like andrew hasn't been coughing so you're probably pretty good yeah, I mean, whatever it is, I like, I definitely don't think I'm like contagious anymore. I don't think I've been contagious for like a long period of time. I did get a COVID test. It's not COVID. So like at this point, I'm kind of like, I don't know, maybe I have like a minor sinus infection or something. But anyway, it's all good. I'm young and like relatively healthy. Probably won't die. <laughs> I just like don't want to go to the doctor. Uh, but anyway, what's up with you? Oh, uh not much whenever you said that I was like what have I been doing with my life and then like I went into like this deep existential thing <laughs> into the void <laughs> no I know that's like when someone asks you like what you do for fun or something it's always like nothing I do nothing <laughs> yeah like what they're like what are your plans this weekend and like my brain's like it's like that lady with the math formula meme where it's that's, like all these yeah, equations literally that though like, every time oh Every time know. someone asks me what I'm doing this weekend or what I did over the past weekend, I'm always just like, uh, like I literally, I feel like Patrick Starr. I'm just like, I don't know. Like it's, it's bad, but yeah. I'm glad I mentioned that because I was actually meaning to send you something today. It was the voice of like SpongeBob and the voice of Patrick reenacting a SpongeBob scene. What? And it beautiful. was really wholesome and oh. it was really great. Yeah, I need that. You, you'll need to send that to me later. I need that urgently. <laughs> it's just when like Patrick tries to open a jar. Like that's literally all the oh reactions. It's so it's good. <laughs> the lid. The He's lid. like warmer, warmer, colder. <laughs> Sometimes that's how I feel in life though. <laughs> <laughs> that's like me at work. Honestly. Literally me. <laughs> oh my God. I was in um I was at Pilates class yesterday um, with, with Rachel and we're, we're trying to, we're both engaged. We're trying to get in shape for our, our weddings coming up. So like, we've been going to workout classes together. It's been going well, but um, like, sometimes we just feel like the dumbest fucks in these workout classes. Like everyone else like knows what they're doing. And like the instructor will give this like relatively simple instruction. Like it's not like complicated, but she'll be like, okay, now like, you know, put your arm over here like the one facing away from the bar and like put it on this one and then like move your right leg or something and we're both just like what like we both just like stare at each other and then just like stare at the instructor and we're like why can't I compute these very basic instructions like what is wrong with me well that's like me in any yoga class like I literally just watch what they're doing and they're like do a downward dog and I'm like I don't know what is that yeah. like I just like imitate whatever you're doing like I, I'm I know. not listening we just like look around and see what other people are doing and we're just like okay yeah we'll do that like <laughs> yeah it's it's great sometimes we feel really dumb um but anyway cool well shall we get into some stories we're doing a little bit different format this week um you have a fuck ton of stories and i i have like one so i just stopped looking yeah i um i don't know it was gold on reddit this week i like found some great ones and then i found this weird theme of like am i the assholes but like baby edition Ooh, yeah. yeah 
Yeah, because people get real weird when it comes to parenting stuff. Ooh, Dude, that sounds it gets, good. It gets okay. weird. It's great. Okay, hey, I love I, it. Can't wait. I didn't know it'd be a topic we were going to get into really, but I, I, I found up loving it. So yeah. I love Just that. I swear. I swear something like comes over people when like they, I mean, it, obviously like your brain does like physiologically change when you like have a child. So like, I do get that. Like you do shift into like a totally different mindset. Like your brain literally does change. So something does come over you actually. But at the same time, like even people who are just near a baby or like in the orbit of a baby I swear people just like go off the rails it's kind of like weddings like weddings and babies like it's just like all logic flies out the window and people get really overly emotional and people have like really strong opinions and it's just like shit goes like ham and I'm just like what happened here it's it's so crazy what's weird to me is like most of mine that I'm doing are the grandparents it's not the parents like the parents seem relatively like normal I'll be honest no grandparents get fucking weird no it's true it's true well and like it's kind of the same principle of like the parents at weddings get get real weird you know like kind of like same vibe um yeah I don't know man it's like the whole parent dynamic and then it's like I guess the whole shift from like your child then becoming also a parent there's like a weird power struggle thing kind of of like oh they're shifting into like now the same category as me so I'm gonna like judge everything they do like it's a weird vibe all around like oh my god the other day I am not having a baby like anytime soon just like oh oh, really like disclaimer just like out there like I'm not like pregnant or anything but like the other day like my mom just randomly started like spewing baby advice at me and she but it was all like in the in a weird like semi-negative term of like oh well like when you have a baby you're not gonna do this right and like is talking about all the stuff that like I shouldn't do because like and why it's like so bad and all the stuff and like just like obscure parenting shit where I'm just like why are you bringing this up right now like why are you even thinking about this like it's just I don't even know mine I just love the title and I had to know more so the title is terrified pleasantly oh interesting yeah and this is in San Diego Craigslist post. I was the small white male. You bumped into me. Your gorgeous, tall, muscled black male caught me staring at your tight sweatpants and your package you was carrying. I trembled and couldn't speak. I wanted you badly. Manhandle me dominantly. Hope you read this and contact me. Wait, is this a guy or a woman who's writing this? Small male. So it's okay. it's two dudes. So it's like a little small white dude. Yeah. Apparently bumped into like a apparently muscular black male wearing tight sweatpants. And he wants this guy to dom him. Yeah. Um <laughs> I like knew a woman did not write that. That's why I like had to double check. I was like, a woman did not write this, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no woman who's just like no package give it to me oh my god yeah I love this I trembled and couldn't speak like wow this this dude really had an impression on this guy so I have um, I have gay friends and a couple of them are black and like they're like really mad because apparently like in the gate within the gay community there's like a big like stigma that like black men are only used for sex there's like no relationship purpose to them oh that's disappointing 
yeah and so like whenever you're reading this too like thought back to like what they would have to say and I was like oh yeah like this like kind of like falls in line but like to me too like there's such a weird blinding because like the gay male gay community in general is like so sex obsessed anyway that like it's honestly like hard to tell if like this is like a purely like black fetishing or just like a fetishing in general really <laughs> yeah dude, I don't dude be horny yeah I don't know if this is necessarily like really tied into the race thing I think it's just this dude is like extremely desperate like this just sounds really thirsty <laughs> yeah because maybe like white gay friends I have are just like yo I like can't get a boyfriend like it's <laughs> yeah damn yeah all right. you think like gay guys have it easy they do not at all no apparently not it's rough out there grinder be tough <laughs> <laughs> it do be <laughs> all right so this is my first one okay. it's am i the asshole for refusing to let my family meet my daughter after all of them dropped out of my wedding upon finding out my wife was pregnant so <laughs> what's your guess right here like just off the title like <laughs> I'm gonna go with they're not the asshole so let's find out (laughs) right uh I come from a conservative Christian family all my family members are and were involved in the church and we have church-based jobs when they met my wife they loved her and embraced her as their own we dated for two years and discovered she was pregnant after we got engaged invitations were already given out at the time and we decided to still have the wedding on date when my wife was five months in My family were furious when they found out my wife was pregnant. They asked if we even still considered having a wedding. I said, why not? But they were very upset, especially my mom and dad, who said they've always been known for their decency and good Christian values and weren't willing to let this stain the reputation, as in my wife and I getting married while pregnant. They officially dropped out and refused to negotiate, saying it was done, and I have only to myself to blame for this outcome and should move the wedding out of town. I was hurt and tried to change their minds and checked with other members, but my brother said he had no intentions to look like a joke in front of his fellow church members and dropped out. My aunt pretended to be sick <clears throat> and said she may not be able to make it. She won- she's 100% healthy. My cousin said he had business trip and stopped his, stopped his wife and kids from attending, and my uncle cussed me out, tore the invitation in my face, and kicked me out. I, yeah, like, <laughs> that's... <laughs> so extreme like this escalated so quickly right like, <laughs> i love that they're like you should literally get out of town like they won't even, <laughs> even want the wedding to happen like in the city that they're in <laughs> they're like you go down to mexico and you do it in private like a decent christian <laughs> get out of here oh my god <laughs> i'm surprised they didn't have like you know torches and pitchforks right. like chasing them out of town <laughs> I love it if the family like protested the wedding, like they had little. Oh my god! Signs yeah, outside. they're gonna go full on like Westboro Baptist Church on this wedding or whatever. Uh, Damn. Okay. Uh, I felt so terrible with no family members of my own to support me and share my joy at my wedding. I even broke down crying after the ceremony. I haven't spoken to them for months, and then got busy with my four-week-old daughter. My cousin reached out to me uh, to hand me gifts as well as wishes for the birth of my daughter. Sent me my family. Uh, set for my family. I returned everything. He sat with me on behalf of the family saying I shouldn't have returned the gifts that were from the family who want to see and hopefully be involved in my daughter's life. 
He said mom's longing to meet her grandbaby and everyone else is wanting to visit soon to celebrate my daughter's life. I asked him the question I said wasn't my daughter the reason why the entire lot of them abandoned my wedding. He just started stared grudgingly as I went on about how they treated my daughter as something to be ashamed of and hide. <clears throat> my daughter at some point will ask about the wedding and I have no intentions of lying to her. He replied saying, guaranteed, I got it all wrong and no matter what goes down between us, I can never deny that my daughter is their granddaughter, niece, etc., and they're her family. He asked that I arrange for them to visit, but I refused. He kept pressing the idea and I shut him down. My wife says I shouldn't let them come. I should let them come, but I still refused. Oh my God. No, I wouldn't let them see my kid. Yeah, I, I think he's absolutely right. Except yeah. one of the Redditors, because like Reddit comments are fire sometimes. Like sometimes yeah. people are truly geniuses. And so this person came up with the pettiest solution to this problem. And I really respect him. His idea was to have like a big like christening ceremony and like not invite the family members. Oh my God, amazing. It's what so petty. You? I'm like, yes, yes 100%. Yes. Have, try to have it like at their church too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, That's wild. I don't, what is wrong with people? Like, it's not even like, out of wedlock like they were engaged like they were engaged they were going to get married that's your family like I just I don't understand like how people can be so caught up on like bullshit things that don't matter like arbitrary stuff like that I don't I I don't get it like why would you do that to your own family and what I don't get to and this is gonna like cross in the lines of political but there's the whole like abortion debate with like the whole texas stuff going on yeah and uh what i don't get is like because i saw some girl like post about it. she had like a baby when she was a teenager and she was like yeah like i decided to have a baby and everyone was like yay like congrats good for you but then like they wouldn't allow her to like go to like church events because like she was pregnant and obviously a sinner and like looked bad yeah. and it's like okay like if you're wanting these people to have babies like don't like shun them don't like disrespect them like celebrate them like tell everyone like how great they are like for doing what they're doing like but it's this like weird dichotomy of like yeah you should have the baby but like once they like have the baby or like are visibly pregnant it's like oh like look at this terrible human like they sinned and whatnot which like I mean who the hell hasn't had premarital sex like geez yeah. like come on it's so it, it's so dumb and it's like you're you're telling people like yeah you have to keep the baby okay that's gonna make me a single mother oh fuck single mothers though we hate those like you mm -hmm. shouldn't have had this baby if you couldn't provide for it and blah 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 you're too young and all this stuff it's like okay well you told me to have this baby so here we are it's like you literally can't win like that's the the ridiculous fallacy in like all of the abortion you know anti-abortion debates it, it's so stupid i'm just like no you because you don't actually care about the babies or the women who are having them at all you're just using it as your weird platform to i don't know make a point it's not actually about them like if you actually cared like you would like actually contribute to things that like support children and support like single parents and like political things that would you know provide child care support and all kinds of other things you don't actually care about these the kids that these babies are right. going to become it's such bullshit <sighs> okay yeah it's Sorry. more just like brandy than anything else yeah um yeah. okay <laughs> you ready for baby baby number two out of our baby yes. stories? <laughs> let's go <laughs> i'm not gonna read the am i the asshole title because i want the like surprise to come up later okay 
I met my wife, Sonia, at a restaurant where she worked at as a waitress. It took me a while to finally... Yeah, I like Sonia. It's a cute name. (laughs) It took me a while to finally be her boyfriend. I introduced her to my parents, and they voiced out their disapproval after meeting her. AKA, she's Hispanic, the parents are white, and they don't like it. Anyway, my parents think that Sonia is only using me to achieve her American dream. I told them this is racist, and I'm very offended by their assumption. After my wife accepted my marriage proposal, we asked for both of our family's blessing. Her parents were happy for us, but my parents were gutted and refused to give their blessing. Because of this, we decided to elope and invited only my brother and Sonia's best friends to to be our witnesses. Long story short, now that we're two years married and after we welcomed our first child, my parents started to reach out to us. My kind-hearted wife didn't think twice to welcome my parents into our lives. She let them meet our baby two days after being discharged from the hospital. My parents visit us regularly, and one day while my dad and mom are playing with Gareth, my mom said something along the lines of, aren't you the cutest baby ever? I'm so glad to confirm that you are indeed my grandson. She didn't know I was around because she looked startled when I said, what's that supposed to mean? Mom tried to change the subject, but I insisted she tell me what she's talking about. Mom sat me down and apologized first before telling me that she had to get my baby's DNA tested to make sure that he's mine. I was speechless for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I was speechless for a moment. And before I blew up from anger, I told my dad to give me my son and they better leave before I lose whatever respect I had left for them. My mom was very apologetic and said it's because they don't trust my wife and that our son looks nothing like me. I didn't argue anymore and told them to get out of the house. My wife was in the kitchen preparing for lunch and told my parents had an emergency and that's why they left without saying a word. I didn't tell my wife about the whole DNA test until about two weeks when she asked why my mom and dad didn't visit anymore. I told her everything as I know I cannot keep a secret from her. She started crying and broke her, and it broke my heart. I know how much she tried to win my parents' approval and what I told her was a slap across her face. That night she told me that she can no longer let my parents into our child's life and I agreed with her. When my mom called to ask when they can visit again, I told them they are no longer welcome in my son's life. Mom called my dad and told him him the same thing. He was livid. He called me ungrateful and cruel. He also said a few choice words about my wife, which angered me even more. I didn't even hear the rest because I just hung up. Did I ever react? Am I I the asshole? Oh my God. No, not at all. What the fuck? What the (laughs) fuck? That's insane. Uh, Yeah. Literally because because the fa- the the mother of his child child is not white they thought that automatically like she was pregnant like with some other man well yeah and it's like the you know like the baby's probably like hispanic because like genetics and like yeah looks hispanic and they're like ah it's not white and i'm like it's a baby like it's really hard to tell oh what a God. baby looks like anyway but oh okay <laughs> That is wild. What is wrong with people, honestly? Getting it like secretly tested, like that's so weird. What did she do? Like, how did she even do that? Did she like swab the baby's cheek with like a tiny little swab? Like when they weren't (laughs) looking? I mean, like what the fuck happened? 
Dude, I don't know. It's was she out so like collecting that. things out of their trash, like Golden State Killer style, when they had to like secretly get DNA? Like, <laughs> well, to me, it's not even like the parent, like the like baby. It's like where they going around like the son, like son. I want the hair. Like they go like his hairbrush and like grab hair out. Like how insane was this? Like, like yeah, I want to know the specifics of this operation because it's fucked up. <laughs> it's so insane. Oh my god. Uh... All right, I got a last baby story, and I think it's the most insane out of the three. Okay. Here we go. Um, I'm ready, I think. Am I the asshole for telling my in-laws exactly where my husband was when I was in labor? Hint, he is the asshole, in case you needed, like, explanation. Like, oh, my God. Okay. We're not okay. even putting up this up for debate. It's just 100% here. Can't wait. I gave birth to my son 10 weeks ago. I went through an exhausting period while I was nearing my due date. I was expecting discomfort and wanted my husband by my side when I go into labor, but he'd go out every night to hang out at his friend's place and watch football games. I suggested that he play slash watch games at home just in case he was having none of it and said he had to attend game night at his brother and friend's place along with his buddies. He said that they had a certain, how do I describe this, rituals, when watching a game and he can't enjoy doing it at home or anywhere else do they blow each other like is that the ritual like i maybe i can't I mean, wait i need to know more his brother like biological brother is there so there's some Ugh. really weird like pornhub type you know, a, connotations with that it's a weird vibe okay yeah carry on the night of our son birth my water broke while my husband was at his buddy's place watching a game i called him and told him to get home and take me to the hospital and he said he was coming but he didn't I ended up calling my sister. She lives nearby. And she took me to the hospital. My husband shows up two hours later after he kept calling asking if I wasn't still in labor and that he was almost done watching the game. Uh, he was able to make it on time for our son's birth, but I was furious with him, mad and disappointed. He apologized profoundly and has been working on regaining my trust and respect for him after what he's done. He's otherwise a very supportive and involved in our son's care. Last night, I was at my in-law's house for dinner, and we were talking about my son's birth date. My husband suddenly started recalling what happened the night and basically started lying about driving me to the hospital, waiting and feeling stressed out, and standing on his feet for so long without food or even water. I was confused and said, no, none of this is true. None of this happened. In fact, he was watching a game when I went into labor and wanted him to drive me to the hospital, but he didn't show up until two hours later. My mother-in-law, who takes no shit from anyone and whom everyone fears, lost it on him and yelled at him as if he, that were true, and he kept quiet. She started berating him left and right, telling him to sit down and shut up when he stood up to argue, then told him to stand up when he was sitting arguing. Everyone was laughing about how she basically treated him as if he was a little boy in trouble. She kept saying, shame, shame, shame on you. This is not how I raise my children to treat their wives. Jordan, you are a disgrace, and I'm disappointed because of what I heard about you. He literally swallowed every bit of his mother's berating and didn't say anything till we got home where he was nut went nuts saying I made him look neglectful and a bad husband and father by telling the family about where he was and said I should have said anything but I argued it was okay for him to lie and play hero in front of his parents. He said I just caused a rift between him and his family and asked if I was happy now. Am I the asshole? Should I have not said anything? Uh, no, he's the asshole because all of that's true. He is like a terrible yeah. father. Like... <laughs> Right. Yeah, this, I'm, I'm so mad at you for telling my family the truth. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Oh, man. That's ridiculous. 
that yeah it's like man you're such an asshole like showing up late like oh man sorry the game's over now you can have the baby like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) i would be getting a divorce the next day i would i would literally just be like dude like what in the literal fuck like no i yeah i would literally be serving divorce papers (sighs) like as soon as i was out of the hospital like damn wow wow I feel like we need some unwinding. So I got two good unwinding stories. Okay. Let's bring it down. I'm all amped up. <laughs> I know. I, I got I'm amped all up, riled up reading now. It that was too I'm much. Like, <laughs> so we'll we'll hit it with some classic today. I fucked up. So this okay. person fucked up by trying to redeem a blowjob coupon during an argument. My- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I do too. It's great. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> My trap dresser drawer is a catch-all for uncategorized miscellaneous that have accumulated over the years. It's filled with the kinds of random things I've seen and a good idea to keep, but have no use for whatsoever in my day-to-day life. Like that track metal I won in high school or our guitar string replacement tool or that naughty coupon booklet my wife bought me when we were still dating. You know, stuff like that. I was looking for something the other day and I came across the booklet. It was untouched and all coupons intact. When she gave it to me, I thought it was a cute gesture, but we were already doing all those things anyway, so I touched it away and forgot about it. Fast forward 15 years, many of those married with children, the novelty that was lost on me in the past suddenly came back into sharp focus. Mental bookmark. This can come in some handy, especially when things, when these days when the spice needs all the help it can. One day she comes home from work. I was upstairs and couldn't could feel the negative energy rush into our house. The sound of her bad day could be heard in her footsteps. Her heels were aggressive, clanking against the floor. I could tell from the combo sigh growl coming from the downstairs that I was about to get the business for something. I didn't even know what I did. I heard downstairs and we I went downstairs and we said hi and I asked about each other's day. Hers sucked, mine was great, which automatically made things worse. As predicted, she starts to unload big time. It's brutal and I'm just quietly listening. Certain there's nothing I can say or do to make it better. She notices I'm not engaging and asks what my deal is. I pull out the coupon booklet that I had slipped into my pocket during the hasty moment of questionable quick thinking and flip it to the blowjob coupon. I ceremonially fold it along the uh, preparations and tear it out, handing it to her purposefully. Her confused and caught a little off guard. What's this? Me pointed the coupon. See, good for one blowjob anytime. Her livid, are you fucking kidding me? Are you still purposeful? No, it says any time. Her shocked face turns to crimson. He doubled down try her attention to the final fine print says, drop your pants, I'll get on my knees and suck your dick with a lick and a squeeze. She goes nuclear. Nuclear. She snatches a booklet and tears into my smithereens. I have never seen her so mad in my life. Achievement unlocked. There's a hundred percent chance this may or may not end in divorce. Uh, so, uh, a few things. This really did happen. I absolutely positively knew that there was no way in hell I was getting a BJ. My attempt at level, my attempt at levity backfired. Hence the today I fucked up. Update: My wife and I are back in the positive. Our relationship is far from perfect, but we love each other. Our situation gets less Hindenburgy as the years go on, but we're still in it for the long haul. I tried to make it through most of the comments, the whole account. Yeah, so I thought wow. it was nice. I love that. That's funny. If, <laughs> just imagine him just slowly peeling, like pulling it out and just like handing it to her. 
I'd like to redeem this, please. And she's like, <laughs> one want? blowjob, please. <laughs> I honestly think it's hilarious. It's beautiful. If someone did I that love to it. me, I would be like so happy. I would be like, this is great. I probably I- would have cracked up, honestly. I don't think I could have stayed mad. Like, no, that it's really funny. funny. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, man. Uh, all right, here's the final story I had. And this is really, um, I don't know. I wanted to, I'll wait to talk about it. Today I fucked up by getting a boner on stage in front of 2,000 people. Amazing. Wow. (laughs) Goals. (laughs) Hi there, I'm 17. I'm a student (laughs) at a... Hi there, I'm 17. Of course you are, champ, of course. (laughs) No one else would get a boner on stage. No, no one but a teenager gets like random boners. I do not miss that time in my life. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm a student at a dance academy. Hey, Jazz. Uh, And today we had our annual dance festival. Last year, it couldn't take place, obviously, because of Corona. So this year, our school decided to make it something special for the guests. They decided to make it a cooperation with the Ballet Academy. They wanted to make a hip-hop ballet mix sort of thing where you combine the two elements. I was doing the hip-hop part, and a girl from another academy was doing the ballet part. We had a solo together and would often need to practice together apart from the group. Honestly, during practice, I'd sometimes get get a boner. Pretty sure she noticed. She's very shy and doesn't really talk much. I probably made her uncomfortable. I don't know. Side note, no, I wasn't around in any way. I was nervous and I don't know. Sometimes it happens when I'm nervous. Today was the event. A lot of people came, even our major did. It was my solo and I went on stage with the girl. We had to wear a satin trousers, which is extremely thin. We were dancing and I noticed that I was getting a boner. I could hear a few people giggling. And I thought of running off stage, but this would have honestly made it even worse. After our solo had finished, I quickly left to the locker room because I wanted to leave as fast as possible. My coach came up to me and he was a bit mad because they actually wanted to upload the event to YouTube, but since I ruined it, they couldn't. It was really embarrassing as I was walking out, there was a few girls at the door. I could see how hard they tried not to laugh. Plus what made it even worse is that my parents and my grandma were also there. It's, also, it's going to be awkward since I'm going to see the whole dancing crew on Monday. Yeah, anyways, the only positive thing is that I think the girl I was dancing with texted me saying, I think if I was a guy, I'd probably get a boner from dancing with you. I don't even know what that means. I guess she didn't want to make me feel all that bad, LOL. Little update, OMG, y'all. So I've been chatting with the girl for a little over an hour, and she's telling me about her most embarrassing fuck-ups to make me feel better. That's actually a bit cute. Warms my cold heart. Update, update. Didn't expect so many comments, just woke up. A lot of y'all said the girl liked me and I didn't want to miss my chance. I asked her if she'd rather go out and get some boba drinks or come over to my place and hang out a bit. She said she wants to come over to my place and hang out. She wants to bake cupcakes together. My heart. I know. (laughs) My cold dead heart. Oh my God. Isn't it precious? Why is that so cute? I don't know. Oh. I'm like, this is the most wholesome boner story I've oh, ever heard. My heart has a boner. Oh, <laughs> oh I love it. Oh, that was it's really, really nice. It's okay. really sweet. That's what I needed to like restore my faith in humanity because that's really, know. really cute. Damn it, it was. I was just like, this is just so wholesome. I was like, we got to end up come over one. and bake cupcakes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, <laughs> wow. <sighs> all right well those were some great stories thank you for sharing all of those although i will say the one side note i do want to say is if they do like end up dating like her parents were probably at the event and so like 
How are I they mean, not gonna, how are they not gonna know him as boner guy? <laughs> like I know he's gonna be boner guy forever, but I guess that's the price we'll have to pay. That's kind of cute. It's a funny story though. It's pretty cute. I mean, like if you get a girlfriend out of it though, like yeah, honestly, like people who's, can't even give you shit. Who's the anymore. real winner here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Awesome. <sighs> All right. Well, let's take a quick break and then we will be right back. This week's episode is brought to you by nurses who want to tell you all about their depressing bullshit when you didn't even ask. Have you been wanting to scroll through memes when your one friend decides to post about that patient who speared feces all over the room? How are you 30 and still think genitals are funny? You see random dicks every day at your job. Where were we? Oh yeah, use offer code NOTSOCASUAL and you can watch yourself diagnose yourself as well. At least I don't have to call her a hero for working at a dermatology office. We are back. And to start us off, we have a bunch of really random unrelated stories today. Like, I'll just put out a disclaimer that like none of the topics have like anything to do with each other, but we just have a lot to talk about. (laughs) So on that note, do you want to start us off? (laughs) Yeah. So in case you're wondering how random we're talking, um, our first story is the history of the KKK. (laughs) Here we go. It's going to be a lot different than you think. It's really not going to be a bummer. Um, It's not what you think it is. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, like, the KKK is clearly, like, a bad organization. Like, they've killed people. And, yeah, we all know. So, like... That part part is what you think it is. Like... So, I mean, like... Let's clarify. (laughs) That's that. And so, like, we're not saying that that isn't that. It's just, like, we want to get into some weird, weird history of it. Because I just learned about it. So, I got to share it um yeah. kind of like um uh, well compared to is do you know like the whole weird like hitler religion cult he tried to start not really but i mean i know he was like really into the occult in general and like he was. had like a bunch like, of weird religious shit like he wanted to get all these like religious relics and stuff like he was like obsessed with it and like trying to you know get power from that and stuff but yeah and the Heil Hitler was supposed to like go into the religion part of it too mm. like basically like okay. even the like most ardent Nazis thought it was fucking stupid so it didn't really catch on but like it, it's what I'm saying about the KKK is it's similar to that of just like yeah Nazis bad KKK people bad but like there's some really weird stuff that you can have fun with because of just like how strange it is okay okay I'm very intrigued so I'm going to go into the first three incarnations of the KKK. So they started like after the Civil War, mm-hmm. basically around this time, like in general, people were really racist and white men like didn't have a whole lot to do. So like they would create these like fraternal orders. And so that's where like a lot of like fraternities in college would start. And then like whenever people would like graduate, they had to have something to do. So you wanted someone to like drink beer with and this and that. Isn't that like a great, you know, summary of like world history though yeah white like white men getting bored and like not having enough to do like isn't Mm -hmm. that just a fantastic summary of like all of our problems in life like honestly (laughs) so like the kkk started out like not overtly racist like i said like just like low-key racist (laughs) yeah i mean like it's southerners in that time so i mean like Duh, it's gonna happen. But I just the mean, normal like, amount of yeah, heavy like, southern racism. <laughs> the acceptable amount at that yeah, time. The socially acceptable yeah. amount. Got it. 
so yeah. what they would do is they would basically like prank each other kind of like almost like hazing you can say okay so that's what they were mostly like, getting down with and then like you know people got drunk and then like at some point in the future like people realized they're like oh we can mess with like black people and then we don't get hurt that way and so mm-hmm. like that's what that came to be and then like right. later on in the night 1860s the u.s like kind of like labeled them as like a terrorist organization they tried to break them up and then like whenever Jim Crow laws came into be eventually just like kind of like dissipated and they like fell through so like it kind of naturally with a little help of the government like naturally like fell apart by like 1872 you really didn't have any more members of the clan so it went away so then until today (laughs) oh no oh no the kkk is a very weird organization of like terms of like a lot of members dies a lot of members dies like it's it like keeps coming back like i know southerners say the south will rise again for some reason the kkk keeps rising again somehow it's really really odd um so Okay, are you familiar? There's a 1915 movie, D.W. Griffith, um, Birth of a Nation. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. I think, like, most people are just, like, aware of it. It's, I like, think you're not supposed... Can you, like, actually even stream it anywhere? Or is it one of those things that, like, you- is just, like, in, like, archives and stuff? I didn't know you actually could watch it. I thought you could, because, I mean, like, it's it's weird because it's, like it's like revolutionary filmmaking but it's like terrible so it's like, like horribly racist yeah yeah it's yeah. considered one of the like most like important movies of all time but like yeah. its subject matter is like very bad so like i think you'd still watch it but like it's probably okay. one of those movies that like has like Whoopi goldberg in the movie like explaining like the details of it and stuff like that yeah it just has like a bunch of disclaimers at the front like all the old disney movies now <laughs> yeah so i mean like i kind 19... of thought it well i kind of thought it was like um oh my gosh what's that disney one that you can't watch anymore song, song, of, the of, south. song of the south i thought it was kind of like song of the south right everyone knows about it but no one's seen it like well yeah but it's also 1915 which means it's public domain so like you can't even, mm, like no one okay, can profit cool. off of it either so okay okay yeah cool. i'm sure like i'll be wondering when song of the south hits that like like public domain if you can start watching it again because that'll be I know I I'm legitimately curious to see it. it I would be intrigued you know yeah well and also it's it's just weird because like they won't acknowledge that movie like it's locked up and no one can watch it however they still have fucking Splash Mountain at like Disney World and shit with all the characters in it right. which makes no sense to anyone born like in recent memory because you're like what are these characters from i don't understand and it's like hush child it's this movie you're not allowed to know about like it's just weird anyway i'm sorry that was my well, even the, like the animal names are even like a little racist because it's like brer rabbit and Brer, which is like yeah the, like supposed to be like black vernacular for, for brother, saying yeah. brother which yeah. in itself is like what are we teaching children but mm-hmm. yeah it's a whole other situation <laughs> anyway continue <laughs> i do like that this like article says that like this i just want to read it directly this is from like uh quartz magazine but anyway so like at the time like birth of a nation made like 60 million dollars which is a fuck ton of money like for That's that time like- I'm sure like I can't even imagine what the modern day equivalent would be well, like, I mean if like a horror movie now makes 60 million it's like profitable it's so, pretty like, good yeah. yeah like that's that must be insane <laughs> right that's a hundred years ago so yeah I like that this says here like 
much like in the 1990s or the Harry Potter films that inspired the creation of intercollegiate Quidditch leagues. I'm like, we're really going to compare the KKK to Harry Potter? Like, it's a really Why weird metaphor. Why did they metaphor. draw that comparison, though? They could have like... chosen, like, anything. And I'm you like... could have said anything else, and you chose that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, basically after the movie's success, like, they decided to, like, kick it up again. And they hired this like PR firm um, to like help promote them. And so the PR firm would get like 80% of the sales for like initiation to members. Um, so this is what I'm going to get into is like the KKK in its second revival and like their like late teens, early 20s was basically a very weird MLM scheme. And that like blew my brain whenever I learned about it. So I just like had to talk about it. So like at its height, like in 1924, it estimated to have like between 1.5 to 4 million members. It's like a pretty large amount of members. And so whenever they'd sign up, they'd get sold a $6 robe and a $10 initiation fee. Hmm. So like you hear that and initially like you know inflation but like let's just get into it so like ten dollars back then is like equivalent to like 125 dollars now so like it's pretty hefty price but like when you think of mlm schemes now like that's fairly on the cheap end for mlms like usually it's like 200 500 or something like that yeah so now i really want to get into these names oh um okay. so they're like salesforce people we're called kleagles kleagles Okay. Kegels. Sounds so like, like Kegels. Like Kegels, but Kegels. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So that's your bottom people. And then mm-hmm. like they would create ghouls, which were members. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next stage up is if you like sold enough, you could be a King Kegel and you could have people under you. And then if you did really good, you could be a great goblin. And your God, if you did really, really good, you could either be an Imperial wizard or a grand wizard yeah and then that's like where the grand dragon would come from was like what grand dragon would be like a state level mlm schemer to try to like get people to buy this whole bullshit oh my god yeah so that's how it got really popular so just like expanded this like really stupid mlm scheme um so let me find it because like on top of everything else you're wondering i'm sure like oh yeah did they sell merchandise hell yeah they did that was my first thought, obviously. Yeah. yeah, like where the merch table at. Yeah, because um, I mean, you got that initial hit of money and it's like, well, we got to keep making money. So what are we going to do? Yeah, well, bring in more members, but there's got to mm-hmm. be more to it than that. Yeah, classic MLM structure. All right. So yeah, they purchased a lot of other racist branded swag. They had life insurance, robe, dry cleaning services, helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like specialized dry cleaners for your KKK robes. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Bibles, okay. swords, and especially wrapped candles with, uh, oh, candies with the clan insignia on it. There's, okay, my favorite merchandise, like. Candies. Oh my God. If it wasn't horribly racist, racist I'd honestly kind of want to buy it because of how stupid it is. Uh-huh. It's like this like shitty little knife. And it has like a little like clan member on it, but on the back it says a hundred percent knife. What the what? It what? says a hundred one hundred percent knife. What? I don't know. Why? I don't know. Why do you, 
is anyone mistaken that it's not 100% knife? Well, there's like, the t- there's, our, there's the title of our episode, 100% knife. <laughs> it's so stupid. I love it. Oh my God. Uh, wow. Oh. Yeah, you're right. If that weren't horribly racist, um, that would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I really want it. It's like, I really want this, like, even though, like, I can never buy it, but like, it's just so stupid. Like, I just want this to show people how stupid it is. Like, it's so great. Oh boy. Uh, so, um, I yeah. kept saying they like rise and they fall. So, um, you want to know how they fell? Or you want to guess? Cause it's going to be a lot weirder than you expect it to be. One could not fathom, honestly. So please enlighten me. Uh, so, um, the uh, DC Stevenson was the Grand Dragon at the time. Um, and, I cannot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Grand Dragon. Wow. I knew about like Grand, I knew about like Grand Wizard. Like I knew that that was like a KKK title or whatever. But the other ones are like more than I could have even dreamed. Like literal ghouls and goblins. It's insane. All right. So he uh, kidnapped a Madge Oberholzer. And he forcibly poured liquor down her throat, raped her, and physically abused her. And um, due to the trauma that she received, she died. And so, like, dear bec- God, yeah. So because of the bad attention, uh, it started to dwindle a bit. But then, mm-hmm. uh, where it really fully collapsed was that the KKK promoted and supported abortion. And the American public did not like that. And so they said no to the KKK. Yeah, that's what I mean. It gets really weird. Okay, this took a weird turn. And now I'm like that's, weirdly conflicted. I'm like, wait, what? Like, that's what I mean. It's like, it, it gets really weird where you're just oh, like, I'm that very got confused. Now, oh God. I mean, yes, KKK bad, but what? So then like, there's an addendum to this. Did they too. want, did they want abortion because like they wanted like black people to get abortions? Like, is that it? Like, were they just saying like, we don't want more like black babies and stuff? No, nah, I like, think it was just like a lot of young men who like didn't want to be dads, I think is really like more yeah. the motivation. I don't think there's mm-hmm. a whole lot of like purity or like much like mm-hmm, in yeah. terms of like, okay. really thought or morals. No, that it. makes I think, sense. Yeah. Real, just like give the people what they want kind of thing. So um, now I want to talk about the third incarnation because this the KKK doesn't get any Stop less it. weird. Oh no! So it got revived again in the 30s, um, okay. and then this journalist—I could look up his name, but I'm not going to. Uh, he went un- undercover to like spy on them, and actually a lot of this like happened like the in the 20s. Like the KKK was really popular in Dallas, and then like the journalists there like kept publishing articles about him and basically drove him out because like once you like told people like how stupid this organization is and talked about like great goblins and all this stuff like it basically would embarrass them and so like oh my god that's amazing they're like we're just gonna out you for being fucking weirdos like (laughs) so um kind of great it's a brilliant strategy so a journalist tried to do this on a national basis in the 30s when they became popular for the third time and so he was trying to get like national magazines to like publish his story and like none of the national magazines would do it because like eh, they were like kind of racist too so like you know like we don't really want that yeah they're like now we're kind of into this so (laughs) so in the late 30s this is like right when like you didn't have tv so like radio was your big thing 
And uh, there is a very, very popular Superman radio broadcast. So the okay. Superman broadcasters said, like, told the journalists, like, hey, like, you, we hate the KKK too. Come do your thing and we'll, like, put the actual story in. But it'll be, like, Superman, like, defeating the KKK. So they did this and like because of like the whole Superman publication of the KKK, like mm -hmm. the clan like fell out of popularity again. So like oh my God. fictional Superman actually beat the real life KKK. Like it's it's a story I love completely because of like how ridiculous it is. Well, that's wonderful. It wow. is. Yeah, it's truly great. Oh my God. So there i wish like the story ended there and like kkk completely dissolved but like we keep having racist assholes, and then it so, was like... gone just <laughs> kidding <laughs> i mean if you want to believe it just ended after superman you can like it didn't in but, my like, mind I, I, I would i'd like to i'd love to believe that in my mind but like yeah i know it's not true so that's i do want to i do want 100 percent knife that's what i really want 100 knife absolutely same <laughs> wow um I bet we can get one made for you that's, you know, not, not KKK affiliated. <laughs> I think we could do that. Wow. Damn. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. That was uh, fascinating. And what a what a bizarre series of twists and turns. Isn't that weird? Like, okay. I mean, like, I never thought I'd be bringing up the KKK, like, on this podcast. But when I heard it, I was like, yo, it's a really wacky MLM scheme. And I got to bring it that's up. That's a really great angle, honestly. Yeah. Like, very <laughs> different than I was expecting. Damn. All right. Um, well, I have a number of stories that I want to talk about. Most of them are kind of once again, like my little uh, headline section of just like random stuff I've seen that like I want to discuss in the past week. So I guess we'll just get into it. Um, the first one I want to cover is just a short story that I found online that is fucked up. Um, because I love these kind of stories with wild twists. Uh, the title is Woman Files Lawsuit After Discovering Her Gynecologist Is Her Biological Father. Damn, yeah. that, uh Yeah, it's oof. spicy. Yeah, it's that a spicy, spicy one. That's a spicy meatball. Um, so I'll basically break down what happened. Um, her, this woman's parents um, in, you know, the 80s or whatever. So this woman's like in her 30s. Um, in the 80s, this woman's husband was in a car accident and was like paralyzed from the waist down um so they could not have a baby naturally they were looking into artificial insemination um she was artificially inseminated cool 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 they had their baby girl and then fast forward to now um this woman has been going to her gynecologist like ever since she was like old enough to have a gynecologist so she's been going to this gynecologist who's been in there you know i guess community or whatever a long time um she goes recently and like the the gynecologist is like oh can you like take your mask off i want to like look at your face and then like brings like his wife into the room to look at her and he's like and he's basically like oh like doesn't she look like me like it's like it got very weird very quickly so basically um this woman discovers through um some genetic testing and some other family connections that yes in fact this man is her biological father um and it's one of those situations where in the um th this shouldn't really have been still happening in the 80s but you know like in like olden times and by olden times I mean like the 50s and 60s when they would use like 
med students as like sperm donors yeah it, it was like that sort of situation like this doctor dude was he was like he was in med school in the 80s and like he was like the sperm donor for this woman's like artificial insemination um so yeah but it seems like maybe he kind of knew about it um or at least suspected that he was related to her um because yeah like he he was the one who was like oh like let my wife see you and all this weird stuff and then um yeah now this woman is suing him obviously because she's like you knew you were my dad and you were continuing to treat me like for years like yeah so um she's suing him and I mean that's so weird there. though just be like hey honey how you doing and then like whoop oh let's see yep. what you got Let down me get there, in there. <laughs> yeah oh, horrifying weird. isn't yeah. that bizarre yeah it is I I cringe but I kind of love those stories because they're always just so bizarre like why why would you do that um so yeah so he's being sued cool 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 so that was my first kind of headline um the next one i want to talk about is the gabby petito case um but not i mean it's all been kind of outlined and said pretty clearly for any of you who are living under a rock and have not been following this case um it's been all over the news this 22 year old girl um, who was living out of like a van with her um, boyfriend slash fiance. They, some sources say they were engaged. Some sources say they weren't. Um, they were like doing one of these, like, let's travel around to all the national parks for a year and live out of a van and document it on social media and stuff. Like they were, they were one of those kind of couples or whatever. Um, they were doing that. She goes missing um he shows up back home without with the van without her him and his family will not talk to the police they lawyer up immediately um he goes missing they find probably her remains it's not 100 confirmed right now um they did find remains in like grand teton national park um that they believe are her and they've basically told the family that they are her um but the, it's not 100 you know dna confirmed but they're pretty sure and the uh boyfriend is still missing at this time so that's the basics of the story but it's been interesting because like i mean certain true crime cases do just like blow up for some reason and i mean a lot of times the reason is it's like cute young blonde girl or whatever goes missing and she fits the bill here perfectly she's like she's adorable so of course you knew this is gonna blow up even though women go missing from their you know questionable partners every day and no one cares um this one completely blew up and it also blew up because largely i think because of tiktok people were talking about it like nonstop on tiktok and the weird thing is like there were like sources on tiktok who were like coming forward saying like they saw like the boyfriend they're like oh yeah like he there was this one girl who said that her and her partner or whatever like picked him up when he was like hitchhiking in like one of the national parks like during the the, the time that was like unaccounted for yeah but she had she had good evidence though because like whenever yeah. he met with police he said they were broke but like he gave him like 200 dollars to give yeah. him a ride yeah so no. like that contradicts like what he already told police so yeah is... no that's the thing is like it's really interesting but like at the same time it's like 
okay but on some level like you're levering you're leveraging that for tiktok views is the other thing like i think i believe that yeah. they, i believe that their evidence is real absolutely and they said they were working with authorities so obviously they did tell authorities all of this like they went to authorities and told them but also like the desire to share this on tiktok just for the sake of let's be honest most likely getting more tiktok views i feels weird and creepy to me like you didn't have to share that on tiktok like you could have just gone to the police and told them and like you would have had well, the same outcome and what's bad is like this is like true and they did the right thing coming forward with it but then you're gonna have the asshole who like did not have any contact with them whatsoever and they're gonna lie about it to get more tiktok views. exactly and they're gonna be like wait i saw him too and it just i don't know i think it's interesting because on on one level it's good because i think it it it, it points a lot of eyes on this that maybe wouldn't be watching normal news outlets and such mm -hmm. so like i think because this did blow up so fast partially because of it's spreading on TikTok so quickly. And like, yes, that's a good thing because you can get the word out really quickly and you can get to these younger demographics. Obviously this girl was 22. She's in a generation where they're like all on TikTok. So like, yeah, it's good because like obviously found these people who had this interesting information that proved to be useful and stuff. But like at the same time, it's kind of like, it just feels gross to me somehow. And I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing really different than like stuff that's happened with true crime on, you know, Facebook and Twitter and everything else, you know, prior to this, it's not like TikTok's unique in that way, but it is kind of interesting that this has been like the TikTok case, I feel like. Yeah. I, I guess like to me, like my issues with it are more like, to me, like she's just more well-documented. She's not really like anything like too special than like he's yeah. like, a dick but like he's like fairly fits the bill of like murdered fiance husband whatever dude you want to say yeah it's really like unique shitty people to me are the dude's parents where like you feel like they really went above and beyond to be as extra shitty as possible yeah that like, that that's the weirdest part to me too is that immediately they like they clearly covered for him for like a week. Like he was home and they just like, didn't tell anyone. They were clearly hiding him. And like, they like got, they lawyered up like immediately. They wouldn't talk to the media. And like people were saying this, Gabby like lived with them. Yeah. Like, it's not even like they weren't close to her or something. Like she was living with them before, like with the boyfriend and his family before they left on their van well, adventure and, or whatever. And they clearly are like helping him hide too. Clearly. Like clearly like they're like oh he's missing it's like he's not missing he went somewhere you probably know where and or you're certainly not helping to find him at the very least like yeah it's he, crazy how shitty can you be as a human where like someone's like texting you and calling you like hey we haven't heard from our daughter like have you heard anything and you just ignore them like they didn't even bother to lie. Uh, <laughs> they literally no. just didn't respond. I mean, no. I don't know what's worse, but like, oh my God. Oh, like, uh, yeah. It's so crazy. No, I, it is really crazy. I do think the parents are truly like a whole other level in this. Mm -hmm. it, it's so wild. But yeah. And then I also think that this case has blown up in a unique way because of the amount of like eerie body cam footage that's available like yeah. that was released with it, it's just very ominous looking back on it and I feel like that's something that um like when the Chris Watts case really took off I feel like that was 
another one where now that a lot of police forces are are having body cameras running like 24 seven and like it's like mandated that everyone wears them and stuff I feel like that's kind of a recent development in true crime where now like we have all of this like firsthand footage of stuff which Mm -hmm. used to not be a thing it used to be a lot more speculation and just kind of like eyewitnesses and stuff but now you literally have all this body cam footage that you can watch after the fact and it's like so unsettling because like in the Chris Watts case like the the footage from like the first few days when like she was missing and like they go to his house and like the narc talking to the neighbor and the neighbor's like he's not acting normal and stuff like it it's like in this one the body cam footage from when they get um you know pulled over for like that domestic dispute like a week before she goes missing and it's really unsettling like the audio footage from it is so is just it's so creepy to look back on because you're just like oh okay like they didn't know what they were dealing with really it's wild but I think that also adds to kind of the obsession a little bit because there are these these bigger pieces of things you can look at and say like oh my gosh like something like what if something had happened sooner like this could have been changed like etc you know um and but actually like if you listen to the the footage and stuff it seems like the the police involved actually did a good job in this case it sounded like they were actually did really good work in kind of assessing the situation and whatnot but I don't think there's really anything they could have done differently but well, it that's is my thing is like people are like see. upset with the cops and I'm just like I don't know what they would have done that would have them to break up there's not like any evidence that they can no. point to like they basically were just like Yo, you guys like maybe shouldn't be together because I don't think your relationship is healthy. Like, which is like I feel like pretty... but they're not like relationship counselors either. Yeah. Like, it's not it, it, like it, it's kind of like the the point that the guy says when he's like, "Well, we can like split them up tonight, but like if they if they're back together like the next day, like it, what is it to us? You know, like we can't control that, right. so we can just handle this situation here." And like, I mean, it's true on some level. It is. I mean, I'm not one for like defending cops but I think in their case like they did the right thing it sounded like they handled the situation you know as best they could um but yeah I mean the also the other unfortunate thing is like from the way it was going the only different thing they could have done is charge her with assault actually exactly because like he has the marks which I mean yeah if you what's weird to me and like I I mean maybe there's some some bias like on the listener like hearing it after all this but like when you listen to her talk to the cops like she is very like forthcoming and like apologizes and like admits like this is what happened this is what I did whereas like he's like very much like downplaying the situation it's like oh we got into like a little argument and like she got a little upset like and like but he's like really really hyper too with the cops like yo you are like very hyper you need to calm down like yeah just asking you questions like he's like very easily worked out for her. she's like She's clearly upset, but like, I don't know, she's not like holding back anything from the cops. Yeah. Yeah. It's, gosh, I don't know. I mean, it's all alleged, but obviously, like, he did something to her. (laughs) Like, I mean, like, I don't think there's really any other explanation Uh, here. Hey, I brought back your daughter's car, but she's not there. Don't even worry about it, though. Everything's fine. I can't tell you where she is. Sorry. I'd like to. If and when they find him, I am curious. I mean, I think it's only a matter of time before they do find him. I don't think he's like international genius or anything. I, I think they're going to find him. Um, 
I'm going to be curious, like what sort of defense, like he takes, like if any, you know, like, I'm sure there's going to be a trial. Like, I'm sure this is all going to go down. And like, I don't know. I'll be curious if he comes up with some wild theory that like someone else did it. Or like, if he tries to like blame her and say like, you know, like he was defending himself or something. Like, I I can't even fathom like what is going to come up with this case in the future. What's bad is like, I think on both sides of it, because of the attention, they're going to get like really, really high powered lawyers. I'm sure. Because like they're waiting to like get that win so they can put it on their resume. Um, but relative to that is like whenever you get the high powered lawyers, uh, Robert Durst just got convicted this weekend. Dude, I know. Like after all this time, like he I know. finally, dude's that been was... killing fucking people since the 70s and he just got put in jail. For for one of them. For one, for yeah. One. <laughs> yeah, not like for one. <laughs> for he, shooting for shooting his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even get the one where he like chopped up, chopped the, body. up the body. I know. Like, oh, it's <laughs> crazy. Crazy. I know. I, I I forgot all about him and then he got like a news alert that popped up from the New York Times and I was like, what? <laughs> well, I know I was like that really just yeah, happened. Finally, like, really but like come time? on. What the hell? No, I know. So crazy. So that's our little true crime corner. We don't usually cover true crime because I feel like there's enough true crime podcasts out there as much as we love true crime. Like that, that demographic is yeah, fully saturated, yeah. <laughs> but I did want to talk about those because there have been kind of some interesting ones lately. So yeah, that's my, uh, that's my last topic. You um, had a surprise topic you wanted to share. I do. Um, okay. So I got so excited. I almost like, I really wanted to tell you, but I was like, I got to surprise it for the pod. Okay. <clears throat> A uh, friend of the pod, uh, Ben Shapiro, um, did not learn. I hate it when you say it. I hate <laughs> it when you say that. <laughs> it makes me so mad. <laughs> I usually mean it in sarcasm. Oh, like, oh. I know. I say it seriously and then you say it sarcastically. <laughs> Wait, who's the one from last time that's a friend of the pod? Alex Jones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Alex Friend Jones of the pod. The pod yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's going to be our new sponsor, right? We're going to start selling his weird products. <laughs> yeah, we're going to sell his dick pills because that's it. what we do here. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> um, so Ben Shapiro did not learn his WAP lesson, which is like he should not comment on sexual acts ever again. No. Yeah. I'm not ready. So um, that whole Met Gala got like a lot of attention for really dumb reasons. And I honestly never want to talk about it ever again or see anyone else talk about it ever here's again here's the thing like i hate the met gala it seems like the dumbest thing ever it's literally like the hung- like the hunger games come to life how like the like Citadel but without the have- game part yeah <laughs> without the eating each other game or whatever i don't know i haven't seen the hunger games do they eat each other i don't know <laughs> well it's more like the books and the books is just like crazy rich people like dressing like lions and like put like doing skin enhancement and bullshit and every time i see the Gala, it makes me think of the hunger games because i'm that like yeah, yeah some mm-hmm. dumb shit so um Cara Delevingne wore this like kind of like overall dress. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like had the peg the patriarchy. Yes. yes. Yeah. It was like a um, you know, it wasn't even like overalls. It was basically like um, like like body armor. It was it was essentially yeah. like a bulletproof vest kind of thing looking, but it was like white. Yeah. So um, 
whenever I guess Ben Shapiro saw this, he discovered what pegging was, and he oh, no. spent an oh, hour. Honey. He oh, spent honey. an hour on his show talking about pegging and this. Uh, let me uh, let me uh, get his quote here. Peg the patriarchy because pegging, of course, is an obscure sexual practice in which women perform the more aggressive sexual act on men. So. He, uh, he found out what pegging was and is very disturbed by it. Oh, God. Of course he is. Of course. Wow. I think wow. His, his wife needs to peg him with her dry-ass vagina. I think so. Absolutely. <laughs> Do him some good. Jeez. Uh, uh, but yeah, I saw that and it made me so happy. I was like, oh, man, he's come up with some dude dumb shit. I really just want his podcast to be about sex and what he doesn't know about it. Wow. He, yeah, I mean, it it seems like he doesn't know a lot. So I feel like he could do a very lengthy podcast detailing all the sex things he's learning about for the very first time. It's most of them. It's all of them. I do have a twist, good, it's all of them. I do have a good topic because like, I feel like we need a little bit of a refresher to get us into Thirst Corner. Okay, okay. Um, they just uh, finished filming the Kenobi series for Disney+. Mm. Plus oh yes yeah i'm moist that's that's coming soon fuck yeah i'm ready i feel like it's honestly been delayed so much that like i never thought we would get it in a weird way yeah but yet here we are thank they they, they're just edging us for like a really long time to make it that much better Mm -hmm. yeah all right so is it time for uh official thirst corner you know it let's get into it all right on our ages this week we got some really all over the place ones okay 62 is a wild year it is a wild year all right um we got magic johnson who has had like aids for like ever it seems like how's he still Um, alive yeah i don't know i mean i guess like i guess at this point like you know hiv aids is like pretty treatable i don't know I'm more like surprised and not surprised he's like alive now, but like he's had it for a while. He's so had it like, a long time. It's like yeah, thing. It's yeah, more that's... like the length where it's just like he would he had it when like drugs weren't that good. For he it. had it back before it was that treatable. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, cool. Now we got some like really hot older ladies here. We got Emma Thompson, Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis, and Joan Jett. God damn! Right? Yeah, that's a stacked lineup. It is. We also got that Bengals lady from last week. Oof. Um, insane we also have um mike pence um <laughs> oh. Oh. Kevin, kevin spacey and oh. uh, flavor flav like oh that's what i mean we're hitting like all the weird uh errors here it really took a turn <laughs> it did uh oh. we got uh, neil degrasse tyson he's cool at least okay okay He's a little bit like he like verges on like being too nerdy sometimes. I'll be real. Um, Hugh Laurie, he's awesome. He's cool. Yeah. Oh, oh damn, hot damn! I didn't realize we had this level. Vigo Mortensen. Are you kidding me? Nah. Wow. wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess he looks sixty-two. I mean, he's been looking pretty old lately. I don't know though. He's kind of one that looks like he could be any age at any age like i feel like his well, his age and appearance like do not correlate 
I guess he was like 40 when he played Aragorn. And so like, I, that always confuses me. Cause like, I thought he was like in his twenties. So now when I see him, I'm like, he just like aged a lot, but yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Like he definitely looked 20 when he was like 40. And now I'm just like, wait, you turned into like a literal old man. And I'm like, Oh, but like you are okay. I guess I even though it. like ages in Lord of the Rings is weird. And I think he was supposed to be like what 86 or something like that. Like the character age. I mean, yeah. yeah who even knows? Yeah. Oh, uh, we got Chris Hansen, who we met in person. Yes, our yeah. boy. Wait, he definitely just had a birthday because he was on last week's also. He was. Good for birthday him. Boy. Congrats. Nice. Uh, we got Clancy Brown, uh, voice of Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob, and also like Shawshank and a bunch of other movies. Okay, an Dude's icon. Crazy. An he icon, is. yeah. Uh, Sean Bean from Lord of the Rings as well. Oh my God, I love Sean Bean. Are you kidding me? I didn't me? realize he was 62, I guess, too. He could okay. also be any age. As okay, well. yeah, another one that like is any age at any point. It does, the age just doesn't correlate. Wow. Um, I mean, and you say from Lord of the Rings, but come Everything. on, Ned yeah. Stark, like mm-hmm. Ned Stark, national treasure. Um, I mean, he's everywhere. Love Sean Bean. He truly is. Um, Kathy Hilton, Paris Hilton's mom. She's looking good. She yeah. looks really good. Yeah. That's it then. Who's, right. your number, who's your top one out of these? It's a tie between Vigo and Sean Bean. Um, my, my, got, I gotta go Lord of the Rings boys on this one. Mine might be Jamie Lee Curtis. She's also mm. in like the same category of Helen Mirren where her like boobs are like holy and should be like worshipped. Yeah. 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 And she looks real good. She does. We're about She's to get more- Halloween kills too. She's more or less looked the same for the past like 30 years, I feel like. I know she does like yogurt commercials as well. She's like, if you eat this yogurt, your skin won't age. I'm like, girl, that's just you. I'm girl, sorry. No, like the rest of us are mere mortals. That's not how it works <laughs> for the rest of us. Like, yeah, I know. She's looking real good. Good for her. Damn. Um, all right. Well, did you bring a, a specific thirst for this week? Yeah, so um, Kelsey had one, and when I was watching it with her, I was like, okay, you might be on to something crazy. So uh, we're, I can't remember what the hell we were watching now, but anyway, um, Ice Cube came on, and I realized that, like, both Ice Cube and his son are, like, Ice Cube looks good for his age. It's weird, like, she said it, and I was like, ah, you are right. Like, I never gave another thought to him, but I was like, yeah, he is looking pretty good, and then his son is, like, very attractive, too. He's been in a bunch of like, he was in like the Godzilla versus Kong recently, I think. Like he was in um, straight out of Compton as like playing his dad, basically. Okay. I had to, I had to look them both up. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yep. Okay. Interesting. They do look very similar, which is, I mean, of course they do, but like, it, it's cute that they look so similar. Um, okay. I'm, so how old is he? How old is Ice Cube? That's a good question. Let's, I, let me look right now. Um, Cause I he, like he sh- I feel like he's probably way older than I think he is. So he probably does look really good for his age. Oh, he's 52. Okay. Yeah. He looks really good. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Good for him. He like has not aged. Nice. Nice. Oh, and he's been married to his wife since 1992. Oh, and they're still nice. together. That's wholesome. I love that. Okay. That's what I was gonna say. Like every time I see him, like he just seems like a really like nice guy. Like he always like does like kind of like crazy stuff and like movies and stuff. But like he seems cool. Um, okay. Yeah. No, love that. He seems like an unproblematic king, and we love that. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, 
all right well my thirst is not so much a person this week as an entire movie series um but it's one that i feel like does not get enough credit and i just want to talk about it uh have you seen the i'm sure you've seen it but the um chris pine star trek yeah yeah i love him fucking slaps fucking i don't like the second one very much i it's a little messy i'll be honest yeah yeah no, but um, one and three are really good yeah. and people don't talk about one and three enough. Because That's I feel what like I'm saying. Really people yeah. don't talk about this enough. Um, Andrew had never seen them and I just had like a weird itch to watch them the other day because I saw that the first one is on Netflix, but it's leaving at the end of the month. It gave me the little thing like leaving September 30th or something. And I'm like, shit, I want to watch that. So I like popped it on and I was like, do you like this movie? And Andrew's like, I've never seen it. And I was like, what? So I made him watch it and I was like this movie's really good like it's really underrated does not get talked about enough so we watched it and he's like you're right this is a good movie and I'm like it is though Mm -hmm. like it's really good it's really solid um honestly controversial take but I think it's better than any of that Marvel crap out there like it looks it has to me a similar feel to like the Marvel shit but like more cohesive and like better done I actually think that the original Star Trek is JJ's best like movie slash maybe tv thing he's done it's really good yeah it's really good yeah so great movie um it was made in 2009 the the just star trek came out 2009 hasn't aged a day no holds up really good the graphics are amazing it the like the cgi is great like the it, it it the plot line holds up like it's just solid no, but i like i respect what jj does in that where he like he will do like real world stuff and like combine it with like cgi and stuff too where it doesn't just feel like fake because like yeah. i hate movies where like it just has this like plasticky feel or something like that but like he's like even if you like don't like his star wars like they don't really have like the actual texture or quality like which like we love the prequels but like the prequels do kind of have a lot of that where it's just like you kind of like feel that it's fake because it's like, all green screen there's yeah. like yeah there's nothing to like grab on to like well and yeah. that's how i feel about a lot of the marvel movies and like it just it it's 100 green screen um but no this movie like has enough and I, I like that i mean this is kind of star trek in general but i like that it like there's parts of it that are just like on earth and mm-hmm. stuff like it and it's an interesting mix of like gritty normalness on earth with like these super crazy spacecraft and stuff so it's just a really solid movie the acting's really good there's a lot of really good people in it too like chris pine and that was one of his first kind of like i would say big a-list roles was getting cast as kirk in that movie and he's really good he kills it um chris hemsworth plays his dad in the opening sequence and that was his first big like u.s movie role basically he was he was like unknown as chris hemsworth at that point basically but he plays captain kirk's dad um in the little flashback thing um obviously zachary quinto amazing as spock um we've got um what's her name who later Zoe plays Saldana. yeah which is kind of funny because she plays like kind of like a very similar character i feel like in the star trek movie but she's in there before she gets into the marvel stuff i mean it's great all around like i just need people to watch those movies so anyway that's my thirst it's not for any anyone in particular but just those movies are good 
Um, no, they are. And I think the third one, honestly, it's very funny. Like, and I think yeah. that's like what maybe turns people off a little bit. And like Idris Elba is like the bad guy in that. And he like camps it up and I love Idris Elba. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and even in the one, even in the second one, which is like the kind of the worst of the three, you've got Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, he's good. Pops up and he's good. I mean, the, the movie overall, like I said, it's like kind of just messy, I would say, but he's good in his role. So like, no, I mean, it's just- For me, it's, it's like good. the plot of it. And like yeah. um, the writers on that kind of do the same thing of this like corrupted blood and stuff. And I'm like, it's just like, it's really messy. Like yeah. they could have just like made it a lot more simpler like story. And they just kind of made it way, way too complicated. And I don't know, like the first one was clean. The third one was clean. That's just like, eh, yeah. 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 I agree completely. Well, cool. Um, so I guess my um, public service announcement is like, go watch that before it goes off of Netflix at the end of the month, because you won't be disappointed. It's fantastic. My only public service announcement is that uh, What We Do in the Shadows had an amazing episode this past week. Oh my God, yes. So good. So, so good. <laughs> Viva Atlantic City. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I was dying. That episode was beautiful. Um, yeah, the, the, the gang of vampires goes to atlantic city and it's just the it's the best thing ever it's so good oh <laughs> uh, yeah i only recommend you watch i mean like it's funny too because like i don't know like i love episodes where like there's not like a whole lot to the plot like when they're just like trying to like fix the computer or like go to atlantic city or something like that it's just hilarious and like nothing like really big happens nothing really funny. happens and it's just still so good because <laughs> it's just them like existing out in the world which is hilarious <laughs> yeah amazing episode oh my gosh um cool any uh any random chatter um yeah i do have a random thing i was gonna bring up we'll okay. see if we cut this or not i'm ready um i saw a ghost last night what yeah what tell me everything <laughs> so um I, unlike you, I really don't believe in ghosts whatsoever, and I think it's stupid. Um, what the fuck? Okay, that was a personal attack, but, like, keep going. But, so, like, I'm, I'm getting there. Like, I just, like, I don't know. I don't really think about it. So, um, I woke up, and, like, there's, like, a woman, like, and it sounded, like, flip-flops, like, stepping, and she, like, went from, like, the door where, like, my living room is to, like, where my bathroom is. And so, okay. like, it took my brain a little bit to, like, comprehend what I was doing. And so, like, my first thought was, like, yo, like, Jazz, get in on this. And so, like, I snapped my fingers to, like, get Jazz's attention. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the ghost, like, starts to, like, disintegrate. But it's, like, really slow. And it was weird. And, like, Jazz didn't really respond. So, like, now I'm, like, still wondering if I'm crazy or not. Because um, I was, like, yo, Jazz, if you bark, like, I know, like, I've, like, legitimately 100% seen a ghost. Oh my god. Um, she didn't, but like it was really, really weird. That's wild. Yeah, and I was definitely awake too, because I was like, that's, that's another reason I snapped is like get jazz up and then like I want to make sure like this is real. Like Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm but like weird. I'm really jealous. That's weird too, because like this apartment's like really new and it's like in the downtown areas. So I don't know of any like cemeteries or like anything weird, like historically. But also like the ghosts looked like fairly like knew she was like wearing jeans and like had like a kind of more modern hairstyle so yeah. like an older ghost when was your building built oh uh, like two or two or three years ago okay did anyone die in the apartment before you 
Maybe, maybe I need to Google it. Oh my God. You need to find out now. Now I'm so curious or like, <laughs> or like find out like what, what occupied the, the land before they built your apartment building. I'm sure I can look it up, but it's like a down, like it's been like a downtown area for like a hundred years or so. So like, I know it's been like, I don't know, like fairly like businessy hasn't been like, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like so intrigued. <laughs> you have to look up like and figure out more. <laughs> I know. I told like my girlfriend about it and she's like really like stoked. And she's like, dang it. Why did it have to happen? Like when I wasn't sleeping over and I was like, I'm sorry. I know you'd want to see the ghost. Too. I know. I'm, I'm a little mad too. Like, uh, cause the guy, but maybe it's trying to get you to believe because I, I absolutely like believing ghosts and like spirits and stuff, but I have never seen one. So maybe like the fact that you don't believe, maybe they're like, hey, I'm here, bitch. Get used to it. I don't know. She didn't seem like malicious either. Seemed like No, maybe she just like chill. wanted you to see. She's like, hey, like I'm I'm here. Deal with it. I love it. Yeah, I'll give you updates if she comes back. Okay, or, yeah. Please keep us know. posted. Um, please let me know if we need to call Zach Bagans. I've met him once. We're kind of friends now, you know. Um, yeah, keep us posted. That's amazing. If I get wow. Zach Bagans to come to my apartment, you're definitely going to come to Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, I will be there. I will be there, close off, ready to go. Like, don't even worry. <laughs> Wait, there's not a ghost, but there's some naked girl in your bed. Oh, yeah, she she does this. She's yeah, here. she's just, she heard you were coming. Don't even worry about it. Just, just act like she's not there. <laughs> I'll just be like, hi. <laughs> she heard you were coming, so now she's coming. Hey. <laughs> oh my god, amazing! Wow. Um, well, that was fantastic. Random chatter. Thank you for that. No problem. I knew you'd be stoked. I love ghost stories. <laughs> um, this was a wildly unrelated episode, but like, it we just had a lot to talk about. Um, I mean, hundred percent knife. Hundred <laughs> percent knife name of the episode <laughs> done um yeah gosh um I guess that about wraps it up for this week then <laughs> all right peace and blessings y'all peace and blessings